This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. If you are new to the show, I first want to say welcome. I am so glad and thankful that you found us. And if you've been listening for a very, 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 very long time, which side note, we are pretty much at our sixth month anniversary of the Small Church Media Podcast. And if you've been hanging on with us since the beginning, I just want to say thank you for constantly engaging with the podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you leave a review and you leave a rating. And if you're on Spotify, it would be awesome if you left a rating for me there. And if you leave me a rating and review, hit me back up, reach out to me. All the places to find me are in the show notes, but I would love to send you a Starbucks gift card. Or hey, (laughs) if you hate Starbucks, like I know some people do, I can send you Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons, whatever your coffee fix is, let me know. And I want to hook you up just as a way to say thank you for helping this podcast grow to reach other pastors and small churches just like you. Learn how to use media to not just grow their churches numerically, but also encourage their congregations members' faith to grow as well. We have had a lot of conversations lately about very practical steps of how you can use media to improve various different things. We've talked about improving your church's live stream. We've talked about improving your church's website with pictures. We've even talked about how you should handle your goal in humanizing your church. Well, today we're going to take a pause from the tips and the tricks and better ways to use media. And hopefully this podcast will A, be much, much shorter than what it usually, not usually, what it has been lately, but B, also be an encouragement for all of you pastors out there who watch a lot of videos, go to various seminars, watch, um, you know, maybe, I don't even know, on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, there's so many different people out there telling you that you need to use media to grow and to connect with people and to just reach people like never before. Because like what Brady Shear over at um, Pro Church Tool says, Uh, We are living in the biggest communication shift since the printing press, and the opportunity to grow and to reach new people has never been greater. But maybe you're like me, and you sit there in conference after conference after conference, and you get overwhelmed by all the things that people tell you you ought to do, and the things that people tell you you should do, and also what people tell you that you need to to do. Today, we're going to take a pause, and I just want to give you a quick little encouragement. We're going to read from Matthew 25, which I know we don't read from the Bible that much because we're talking about how to use media to grow the church, but today, I just want to give you a really quick encouragement and ask, and not ask the question, that's not true, but kind of have a conversation around to whom much is given, much is required. And by the end of this podcast, I hope that you walk away excited, encouraged, and maybe even willing to take that next step of what you need to do, but also not be overwhelmed by the constant pressure and stress that so many people put on churches and pastors to grow online. So I'm going to be reading from Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30 from the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB. That is my go-to Bible. And you, I'm sure, once I said to whom much is given, much is required. You knew exactly where I was going. We're going to read the parable of the town. Stick with me because I'm going to give you a little encouragement from coming out of this passage. In Matthew 25, 14 through 30, it says this, for it is just like a man about to go on a journey. He called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one talent, depending on each one's ability. Then he went on a journey. Immediately, the man who had received five talents went put them to work, and hey, he earned five more. In the same way, the man with two earnings, 
Well, he earned two more. But the man who had received one talent went off and dug a hill, or sorry, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled his accounts with them. The one he had, re- the one who had received five talents approached, presented five more talents, and said, "Master, you gave me these five talents. See, I have earned five more talents." His master said to him, "Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge over." many things. Share your master's joy. The man with two talents also approached, and he said, Master, you gave me two talents, and see, I've earned two more talents. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. The man who had received one talent also approached and said, Master, I know that you're a harsh man, reaping where you haven't sown, gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid. It went off and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. His master replied to him, you evil, lazy servant. If you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered, then you would have deposited my money with the bankers and I would have received my money back with the interest when I return. So take the talent from him and give it to him. Um, There's a weird quote. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, uh, more will be given, and he will have more than enough. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And throw this good-for-nothing servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." Now, this is a typical thought that most people have regarding church media and primarily social media, and that in order to reach the next generation, you need to have an active, thriving, and strong social media appearance. In order to get more people in your door, you need to have a good church marketing plan. In order to keep people at your church, you need excellent music with a gorgeous worship center. In order to take the next step into this century, you need an amazing online service or what a lot of churches call an online experience. And in order to pull off a worship service, you need the latest tech, computers, and presentation software. And when you listen to church media people, me included, it can be incredibly easy to get overwhelmed and they're pressed about all the what you can do, should do, and need to. But here's the question I have for you, pastor. Here's the question I have for you, small church. What do you really need to do? You need to do what your church is able and what your church has been called to do. Do you need to have a social media presence to grow a church? No. Do you need to have a website for people to show up to your service? No, you don't need that. Do you even need a fancy presentation software and the LED lights to worship as a church family? Yes, yeah, yeah, you need the fancy presentation softwares and the LED walls. No, you don't need any of that to actually come together as a church and worship and also grow your church as well. But what is expected of you, though... Has is directly relates to what God has given you. So here's my question, Pastor. What have you been given, and what small things are you called to be faithful with? When we go back to this passage, we see one man who has five talents, one who has two. Both of them were not scolded for growing outside of their means. The one who had five talents and was given very much, he grew it to be very much, but he wasn't rewarded any more than the man who had two talents and grew that into two. What do we see with both of those? Both of those were given, uh, let's just say, not equal portions. (laughs) 
How about that? We want everything to be equal, but guess what? All things were not equal. One was given a lot, one was given a little, but they were both blessed and shared in what the passage even says, what Jesus says, the share in your master's joy, because they took what they were given from their master and they used it accordingly. They didn't just take what the master gave them and hid. So here's my question for you, because we know that this is a parable regarding about Jesus and the talents that he gives us here on earth. What has God given you, and what are you called to be faithful with? You might not be given everything that some large churches have, like time, multiple staff, budget, technology, wiggle room, large worship centers, amazing online experience, but I can guarantee that you have been given something. So here's some things that we all are potentially given. Potentially, we're all given a smartphone. Now, not necessarily one that's for the church, but maybe your church pays your cell phone bill. I don't know. That's what a lot of churches do. But many pastors in their hands have a smartphone, whether it be Apple, Android, don't matter. You've been given a smartphone, which means you instantly have a lot of power in your hands. We're also given access to free social media platforms. Now, yes, we are pay, we are uh, we are living in a pay-to-play culture, which means that unless you pay for things to grow, the chances of people always seeing your stuff isn't always strong, but that's not even true regarding some things. But all of us are given free social media platforms to use. We're also given very affordable websites. Now, you can pay to have a designer design you a custom-built website and spend anywhere from 2000 all the way up to, I've seen $10,000 for a church website. And some churches, just being honest, have paid me larger portions of money to build them custom websites, and they work tremendously. But at the same time, there's also a lot of other developers and designers who don't pay as much, or better yet, there are free alternatives that you can use, and all you gotta do is pay hosting 12 bucks a month on Squarespace. In fact, everyone has the opportunity to have a, fr- not again, it's not free, but a cheap, affordable websites for people to help find their business. Now, you might be thinking, Mark, okay, you just said a lot of money. I don't have a lot of money. If you want to know more information about my small church website pricing, go to the website, smallchurch.media, and you can get all the information about that. Here's another one. There is free ways to be found online, such as using Google My Business, which is the first episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. In fact, check this out. It is still, to date, the most downloaded episode of our entire podcast because Google My Business is free and it helps people find you. We're all also given various free softwares that we can use for our church and for not just our church growth, but church edification as well. We talked all about that in the free software tools and resources for your church episode that released at the beginning of January. There's free uh, uh church management software. It's not really a full church management software, but more so a free way to track people and and get them through various process queues, such as Planning Center. There's free different types of tithing platforms like Tithely, where you as a church literally pay nothing. And then people, when they give, they can take that fee and pay that fee as a part of their tithe. There's also free worship planning software that Worship Extreme has kicked out and presentation softwares as well. But either way, the church has been blessed with so many media, tech, resources and tools that we can use that we all have been given. We all have been given so many free ways to not just reach new people, but to also engage with our own people. We've been blessed with fairly cheap resources to be found online, if not free, 
and help people become more comfortable stepping foot in the doors of your church. So does this mean you need to do every little thing that either me or someone else tells you you need to do online? No. Does that mean you need to take every piece of advice you have ever received regarding church media and technology from professionals at conferences or even online or (laughs) even podcasts? No. What do you need to do? You need to take a self-inventory check of what you have been given and ask, what am I to do with what God has given me? So to close this episode, I want to challenge you with one thing. Ask yourself this question, what has God given me? And if I am truly being a faithful servant, what will I do with what God has given me? So what has God given you? And then in order to be a truly faithful servant, like what we all as pastors are called to do, what are you going to do with what God has given you? And then I want you to decide this week to start doing one thing. Does it all need to be done right now? No. It doesn't have to be done in one day? No. But I want you to pick one thing that is either free or an attainable goal that you decide that what you want to do. Maybe it's to finally get your Google My Business in order so when people are searching for churches online, they can see pictures of your church, of your sanctuary, get the address, and hey, even have your church people start leaving reviews for your church for people to find it. Maybe it's to finally get your website up to date and presentable. In other words, like the last episode, the different types of church photos we need, maybe you're going to decide, okay, this week, or hey, maybe even over the next two weeks, We're going to get the pictures that we need. We're going to make sure all the information is up to date. And hey, maybe you're like, you know what, Mark? We don't want to do any of that. Seriously, feel free to reach out to me and I can help you get your church website where it needs to go. Maybe for you, it's repurposing your sermon content as social media posts. I also have an opportunity and I'm I'm still working on all the kinks of whatnot. Um, To be honest with you, Small Church Media, this is is the passion project. But if you as a church are going, you know what, Mark? We want to get our church sermons that we've already worked on, repurpose up to post on social media. Again, go to smallchurch.media, reach out to me, and we can chat and talk about what we can do to create a process and a program and and just a way for me to take your church sermons and post it so that way you don't even have to. Maybe for you, though, you have a little bit of finances and maybe a little bit of resources, and hey, maybe this might be a good idea for me to go around and try to find some free classes for you guys to take, but it could be as simple as just Googling free social media media classes, and just even learn how to do social media. But either way, whatever you decide to do, I want to encourage you that you don't have to do everything, but you probably should at least do one thing. Don't be like the servant who was given the one talent and then buried it, because God does not give us resources or tools or even abilities just for us to bury them. Be faithful in what God has given you. Because if you are faithful in little, God will trust you to be faithful in much. And the same goes for your media. Be faithful in the little that God has given you. And I can't always guarantee it, but I'm just going to take it from right here. But maybe maybe you're not going to be able to be in charge of many things. But at the same time, you might be able to, just like what the master says to the servants, you might be able to share in your master's joy. So remember, to whom much is given, much is required, but we're all given something. So my question for you is, what are you doing with what God has given you?